Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. I'm Carl Stout. And today we're back to the old series, and we are covering Iron Fist 10, which was published in December uh, 1976. It's been a while since we've been here, so... Yep, 1976. Cool. Where you could subscribe to an entire year of comic books for $4. Wow. (laughs) Now you can't even get one. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and apologies for the mic quality and stuff, but this is a, like the cheapest microphone I could get, and I'm like half moving out, trying to move out, so I'm strapped for cash. I'm not going to get a good microphone for a while. So, dear listeners, you have to put up with it, but I'm sure that's fine. I actually think the cheap microphone sounds better than what you were using before. <laughs> what? Heresy. Yeah. Wanted Iron Fist Kung Fu Killer. Yeah. That's the title of the story on the cover, anyway. And, uh, yep, it has Iron Fist running away from cops. And Misty, the cops are trying to fire, and Misty's like, no, you'll hit Colleen, because Iron Fist has Colleen in his arm, and he's just punching the crap out of this police car. Yes, he is left um, uppercutting the door off a police cruiser. With his Iron Fist. Actually, I think he's tipping the police cruiser over, if you look at the angle. Possibly. Um, and yeah, he's carrying Colleen, Colleen's like, ah, not looking happy. No, your Kinda breath, screaming. did you eat onions? Yeah, you get away from me. It's sort of classic melodramatic 70s Marvel cover. Um, and yet, and a, I don't think we've seen Colleen in that outfit before. Um, no, I think we have. Wasn't she wearing that when Master Khan was doing his stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right, maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty decent cover. It's not the best one, but it's far from the worst. It has some background detail and traffic lights and stuff, so... Um, the Iron Fist logo is white with a red background. Um, yeah. And the first page, we're graced with something that looks familiar if you're an X-Men fan. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, coincidentally, yeah. So, this is one of my favorite, uh, pages from the Iron Fist that we've covered so far. Um, really? Even better than the Batman one? Uh, I, I will, I, yeah, I remember. I said it's one of my favorite pages, though. It's not <laughs> my favorite. But, um, no, it's, I, I still like, I really like this one. It stuck out to me the first time I read this years ago as well. Um, I gotta stop saying, um. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> there's so many things happening, it's really annoying. Uh, if anything, I would love to see this front page image on a t shirt. With all the images they're pulling from older stuff and throwing it on shirts, just just Iron Fist and the newspaper background would be an awesome image on some type of merchandise. 
I'd love to see this on the show, something like this anyway. So we have Danny pinned against the wall, obviously in some type of cop searchlight spotlight shining on him. Yep. It's uh, standing next to a trash can in the rain, someone in the background yelling, hold it, Iron Fist, make a move, and you're one dead superhero. So his back's pressed against the alleyway, and behind him is a Daily Beagle article, like obviously blown up in terms of size. And the headline reads, Kung Fu Killer. And this is where they also list the uh, credits. So, story by Chris Claremont. Photography and layout by John Byrne and Dan Adkins. Color integration by Bonnie Wilford. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> and one of the best things is, is Spider-Man yeah. involved? That cracked me up. It says Kung Fu Killer across the top with Iron Fist page on the left. And, of course, an art editorial by J. Jonah Jameson in the right to asking, is Spider-Man involved? Yeah, which has a picture of his head there. Just made me laugh a lot the first time I read this. It's a great first page. It's raining quite heavily. Um, there's like a, there's nice details in the alley, like the, you know, there's a trash can with, well, trash coming out. That weird thing at the forefront of it. What is that? The thing with the puddle in it? I'm gonna say a disgusting pillow. Yeah, pillow with a hole in it. Anyway, so, it's a great, First title page. Not title page. I don't even know. Whatever. Uh, page two. Yeah. We now see who's yelling at Danny. It's two cops, their guns drawn, hiding behind their doors. Now face the wall, Buster. Spread your arms and legs and lean forward on your fingertips. Move it, hero, before my scatter gun. Old school term, I believe, for a shotgun. Saves the city and exp- the expense of your trial. And the other cop is like, "Hey, he's up, Charlie. Jesus." So hey, John Dillinger, you know, it's a great panel here. It's it's the same as the title panel, right? It's not a full page spread, but it's like from Iron Fist's point of view now. So we see the back of Iron Fist's head and his symbiotic collar, and the two cops pointing the guns at him, and the sirens and the lights flashing, and it's just a really good effect with the rain as well. Should should we actually mention that the uh, collar has now morphed from the? Oh, I didn't even notice. It's it's no longer the uh, dog surgery cone or ice cream cone as you like to call it. It is more of a Doctor Strange but pointier. It it really goes like back and forth between a lot of different things, a lot of slight variations on the same general idea. At its worst, it's like the dog cone collar. Like that Iron Fist and Spider-Man story. That's terrible. Mm. <laughs> so, I was, uh, you know, as I was re- rereading this for tonight, because, well, it's been a couple of months since I read it for the show, you know, the dialogue, like, it's okay, it's pretty standard. I just found myself looking at the artwork most of the time. Throughout this whole issue, the artwork is really good. Yeah. John, John does good work in this one. Yeah. So Iron Fist is pinned by the cops against the wall. He's telling himself to be careful. He only has one chance, and he picks up a brick from the ground, which is actually in all of the shots, including the first page. It is actually by his left foot. He picks up a brick, and uh, what would you say, the blur effect? Uh, he 
flings it up. So I'm like talking he's... about more the artwork style of that left arm. He actually flicks it backwards, so he picks it up and throws it with like a backhand maneuver yeah, through like the headlights of the tense. top car. Yeah. And we see one, two, three, four, five, six versions of his arm through the progression of the throw. The cop's headlight smashes. Charlie, the guy with the scatter gun with an issue, of course, fires off both barrels, or at least one barrel, towards Iron Fist, mm-hmm. saying, I knew we couldn't trust that Kung Fu pump. pump. Yeah, but did trust him. And Iron Fist then makes the mental comment to slow officer as he kicks the guy actually without the scatter gun first in the face, then brings himself over top of the cop car using the lights across the the roof to bring himself over to the guy with the scatter gun, kicking him also in the face. It's like some gymnastics. Knocking them both out. You know when they hop on the pole and they spin around? Now, he says that if only he had time to explain... Can you hear me? But no, I can't. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. I'm just choosing to ignore you. Oh, right, thanks. <laughs> 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 and Ironfish jumps up and scurries up to fire escape, but not before good time Charlie can bring forward his 12-gauge barrel of buckshot, which buckshot is, I don't know what you call it down there, a bunch of loose pellets. It's not like a slug or anything in a shotgun. Um... And as he fires shells, the other cop, they're called shells. Yeah, they're just called shells. Yeah. Uh, as the other uh, the other cop yanks the gun out of the way, yelling, "No! Are you crazy or something, rookie? What they teach you at the academy, anyways? Those are apartments up there with people living in them. You start blasting with this cannon of yours, and you're as likely to kill some of them as Iron Fist." Shit your butt back into the car and radio for assistance. The color effects are really nice as Iron Fist leaps. The color in the background seems to change nearly every panel, and when the cops aiming at Iron Fist, the whole background is red. Um, now, again, I'm looking at the original issue. Does the cop holding the shotgun have like a blue electrical aura around him? Yeah. I think that's supposed to be the rain. Gotcha. Uh, like splashing off him. It does, if you think about it, the electric aura, it does look a bit weird, but I just took it as rain. But then again, my copy's not smudgy or anything. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know, but, you know, the stuff always looks crummier in the original issues if they're from the mm-hmm. 70s. Yeah. And in the next panel, we're greeted with a flashback of what's basically been going on for the last issue or so. And we... We probably should cover the flashback because it's been a while since we covered the last issue, so. Which is Chaka. The triple chuck drag tiger masks. What? Master of martial arts. <laughs> I don't know. Triple chuck. Alright. <laughs> uh, I guess that's hard. Well, they call it what? The triple iron? Yeah, the triple iron. The three-sectional I mean, three-sectional right. staff, or however you want to call it. I'd be lying if I said I cared. 
it's just there's all sorts of by the good book there's so many names and phrases and <laughs> crazy old issues so we have a flashback of him fighting Chaka and then to the next page we have him with the imposter Chaka which turned out to be his nosy brother from the very first few pages of this story yep and we kept wondering where that was going and, and the cops now think Iron Fist is a killer. That's the thing. They say uh, he's near killed them. Right. But it does say later that. Yeah, anyway. So, and the guy said, um, Iron Fist is like, look, it's Chaka. Guy's a jerk trying to kill me. And the cop's like, bull, this is Bill Howe, a lawyer on DA Tower stuff. He's honest as they come. Honest as lawyers come, I guess. But... Uh, D.A. Tower is... I think he's mostly a Daredevil character. Um, he popped up because Foggy used to be D.A. And then he lost to D.A. Tower thanks to the Jester. D.A. Tower's not a bad guy, but... Um, and yeah, he's in the show as well in Season 2. He's the... Um, he's, you know, the, 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 the is black that the guy. Female? Oh, the assistant. Yeah, yeah. Give some information. Yeah. Um, so, just a little bit of trivia for you guys. I know you love it. <laughs> I'm glad you read Daredevil so you know this stuff, because I had no idea. Yeah. So, needless to say, we show Iron Fist now making a run for the, from the police on top of the rooftop. It's like punching the crap out of them on the way. That's right. Swinging down from fire escape to clothesline to power line. I don't know what the hell that's actually supposed to be that he's swinging off of. Power line and iron grid. I just have to do that. And then we have him running down the alleyway while the cops are actually taking shots at him. Because when you have a guy running with no weapons whatsoever, you're going to take shots at him. Hey, he could have been stealing a car or something. Alright? You just you can't take that chance. You just gotta open fire. When I saw this guy, suspicious, just walking up the road, nearly shot at myself. It's a dangerous world out there. No, we don't get guns here. Well, we do, but it's really hard to get guns, so... Unlike over there, America. <laughs> Trust me, it's getting much more harder. Really? Oh, man. What The funniest part, though, is it's getting harder and harder to get guns. Uh, the state I live in even put a law on how many bullets your clip can hold. Wow. For your automatic weapon. Uh, I believe it can't hold more than 12. <sighs> How am I going to kill more than 12 people now? I know, I know. you got to, like Deadpool, you got to light them up. Uh, and, um, which is hysterical because the only reason why I'm bringing this up would be, like, there's Glocks out there that can hold, like, that have clips that hold, like, 30 rounds in a handgun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. You can't buy them in Connecticut. But you can take a two and a half hour ride and technically buy them in New Hampshire where they're still completely illegal. God, I love America. 
I wish Australia was like that. I could just go to a different state and buy a bunch of different stuff. And yeah. But, however, if you then got caught bringing that item back into Connecticut, you'd be arrested for a freaking magazine clip for a handgun. Not actual bullets, just a little piece of metal that holds bullets with a spring in it. <laughs> I mean, over here you get arrested for a lot less, so... Yeah. Like, anyway, um, slightly off tangent, so... So, Danny's being fired at, he's on the run, he's playing rooftop tag with police officers as he's trying to escape in the rain. And it's, and and it's awesome, it all looks amazing, the rain effects, and like, just, I gotta say, the artwork is just really awesome, like... Yep. Yeah. Good stuff here. Check it out for yourself. Well... And, um... Speaking of handguns, I'm going to say Mr. Byrne definitely had a very good reference for that silhouette because it's about dead on. Because while Danny's sneaking around on the roof, all of a sudden there's a glint of lightning off something. It's a gun barrel. And we see someone holding a very large caliber handgun up with Danny in the background looking over his shoulder at it. The policeman on the other roof, he must have seen me and cut ahead to stage an ambush. Well, not tonight, my friend. Kaya! Rack. Rack. As the arm holding the gun is now kicked and the foot is going further, so I'm going to guess that it's going to follow up with one to the face. And we hear, Iron Fist, don't! And then he goes, huh? Misty with his little berserker face in that very small panel. So Um. Misty's on the ground with clothes apparently... Stolen from Carmen Sandiego. So we, here we have some more classic Colleen and Misty behavior, just acting like completely rational human beings. So what we get? Um, so Colleen palm strikes Iron Fist in the spine and starts to attack him. And Danny, like, you know, he subdues her essentially, and he notes that her skill is better than usual, better than he's seen before, which I'm guessing is a reference to the mind meld that they had. I would think so, since they know everything. Yeah, she probably picked up a few tricks from... uh... As probably he did, because that's a martial art that she was taught in that he did not study. Yeah. Um... So if you think about that, if he mind-melded with Shang-Chi, pretty much no one would be able to ever touch him in the martial art realm in Marvel Comics. Pretty much. Well, when people do touch him, it's usually... Because Iron Fist is the full guy in a story. You know, the guy that gets beat up to make the other person look good. Oh. Um, back, back then it was. It's a different world now. Oh no, it's still like that now. You don't remember, you don't remember our Lord and Savior met Bendis in his new Avengers run? Every, every episode, guys. Every episode. I'm gonna remind you of that run, because it's so bad. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Why do you hate me? <laughs> so, basically, about it. Misty's pointing a gun at uh, Danny now. He's holding Colleen in front of him. He's like, you know, let her go. And they're essentially giving him crap because Colleen's like, I believe Misty when Misty said that you might have been set up, but now I'm a fool. And that's why she started taking on this. And it's like, well, okay. You just walk around holding out a gun like that <laughs> on a rooftop? I mean, 
Onifus just reacted by instinct, and it's not like he had a gun. He just kicked. And then, for some reason, that makes him guilty of murder. So, yeah. Classic Nightwing restoration uh, detective work. You absolute fiddle-faddle morons. <laughs> like... And, and the it, was the, it, was the, it was the whole comic book way, though, back then. There's a slight chance that you might have done something. We're going to fight. Oh, we're friends now. Let's go solve this together. I just hate when they have the goal to just make him look like a complete psychotic jerk when they were the ones, you know, being jerks. Like, running around with guns in the air and then attacking people. Just like Carmen San Diego. <laughs> I don't know. But the artwork's really nice. Yes, yes, it is. The fighting, actually, that fight with Colleen and Danny, as short as it is, is quite nice. Um, and when they're on the rooftop, it's awesome. I'm a sucker for rain. Like, I love rain. I love rain comics. So, yeah, this is like happy for me. It's all this rain everywhere. Alright, so we have some monologue here with uh, Danny basically saying. Just hear me out, that's all I ask. And if you still don't believe me, then when I'm done, I'll turn myself in. And uh, Colleen's just like, that's fine, just let me go, you perv. Uh, <laughs> hey, you okay, attacked me, okay? Here's what I found out. In between ducking police cars, the man I was supposed supposed to have murdered, Bill Howe, was Chaka's brother. It seems the Golden Tigers captured him a few days ago, which we see in the first issue. Mm-hmm. While he was scouting their headquarters, Chaka plan was simplicity itself. Bill Howe would kill me and then go to prison for the crime, or I would kill him with the same result. Either way, Chaka wins. And then Misty chiming in. The fact remains that you killed someone. Does it really matter who? Misty, my iron fist wasn't what killed him. How can you say that? The police reported. The police report said you'd slammed him into a brick chimney. Bill Howe never hit the chimney. Something else stopped him. Something that left a half-dollar-sized bruise at the base of his skull. That I discovered just as the police arrived. A bruise that matches the one on Misty's head. Misty's head took a blow from Chaka's triple ire. All right. So, assuming Onfist did kill him. It was still self-defense, like, mind, brainwashed or whatever, he was still trying to kill Iron Fist. And... Brain, brainwashed. Does, he was brainwashed, and Iron Fist was drugged. And do people... Is Iron Fist considered... At this point, is Iron Fist even considered, like, a metahuman? You know, or is he just considered, like, a guy in a costume? Because, you know, Superman backhand, backhand some move and kills him into a chimney. Then there's a problem, because Superman is obviously a lot stronger... And said, mm-hmm. but if Iron Fist does it, well, if he's supposed to be like, if he's not even metahuman, if he's just using his, you know what I mean? And he's drugged. He's also drugged. There's that too. So then again, Iron Fist is a living weapon. So I guess technically he's armed because he's himself. You know what I mean? Yes. The uh, the old the old myth comes into play here where if you were ever, if you ever became a black belt, you had to register yourself as a deadly weapon. I think that's true in some places. I'm not sure, like, how many, though. Craziness. It's, it's pretty dumb. Like, 
Yeah. It's like, do boxes count as living weapons then? If they have, like, a certain amount of knockouts? (laughs) You've made golden gloves. You have to register your your hands as deadly weapons. (laughs) Which, if you know someone who's made golden gloves, don't ever get in a fistfight with them. (laughs) I mean, my Hellblade Larbier edition can probably kill someone. Does that mean it's a weapon and I have to register it? I like to think everything in my house is a weapon. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Because they can kill you with pretty much anything in here. Through me specifically. All right, that's it. You're coming over there. Oh, you're too far away. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, I should probably move on to Missy's bruised head. <laughs> Wait, so she has an afro, right? How does that work with the hat and the... Ro- I don't even know. I don't Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's not important. Well, or is it? Is her hair a symbiote? <laughs> like Danny's collar. Just put it out there, guys, alright? She could have it tied back under that hat. We don't know since the hat doesn't apparently leave her head in the scene. Anyways, she she finally puts the giant handgun back in its holster while saying, you know, we're a long way from proving that in the court of law. Especially when you're, oh, you're the only witness who can clear. Especially when the only witness who can clear you is the man who framed you in the first place. Face it, hot shot. Chaka's got you cold. He doesn't have to lift a finger to finish you now. The wheels of justice will grind you up for him. And now we have, I think, the most humorous panel in the book. (laughs) Iron Fist standing up on the edge of the building with his fist raised in the air. Maybe so, Misty, but before I'm finished, I'm going to put Chaka and his whole gang on a commission for a good... It's just a funny-looking pose. It's just I'm expecting him to say, I'll hunt him down to the ends of the earth, or something. Ah! Yes, yeah, screaming from the rooftops. It stopped raining, by the way, which is a nice touch. They have, like, the puddles. See? Where is... It's a nice touch if you have artistic vision, Okay. Well, did it stop raining, and did Iron Fish just previously take a humongous whiz and it's dripping off the end of the building? Barth. Exactly. Now we go back to Lower Manhattan. It's a dialect, derelict meat packing plant. No, not a gay bar. And... Uh, I never even <laughs> implied that. We have Iron Fist roughing up Chaka's goons as he's smashing them through walls. Iron Fist, the big boss, or Bruce Lee, big boss Mm. style. Uh, We've got uh, one guy stuffed in a crate, another guy (laughs) through a wall, another crate that looks like it's been kicked open and like bags of heroin are falling out, and he's trying to get information out of that. And then we get the full-page montage splash awesomeness, which... Is that the albino pimp? Mm. <laughs> and he's crushing... It almost could be. He's crushing like, syringes with his iron fist, beating up Syringes pimps. and packets of coke or heroin, who knows. But in classic 70s detective movie style, Iron Fist movies. is working the system, pimp-slapping guys with bricks, roughing up pimps... Breaking drugs. Uh, apparently, that guy's a perf snatcher with a knife. 
Yeah, he's he's just stopping muggings on the way. And uh rushing up everybody in the town looking for where Shaka's hiding out. It's a cool pat like it the page's iron fist running in the center and like it has all these they're sort of shadowy like sort of transparent not transparent, you know what I'm it sort of funky John Byrne style uh they're, they're off. Yeah. And uh yeah, I wanna point out that it'd be cool I think one way the show could go is maybe they could do something like this but have Davos be in charge of this gang and Iron Fist declare war on them. I think that would be a good way to do it. If he's just fighting that gang from Daredevil um, in Chinatown. I, I just hope they have the uh, the 70s guitar music. Whenever Iron Fist is on the street. Hmm... I don't think so. Like the 70s Spider-Man show, that was awesome. Is that the... No, it's not it. Anyway. um, (laughs) What? No, interlude with Alan? Oh, man. (laughs) Well, you gotta read the last little blurb there on that splash page, which is... By week's end, the Golden Tigers are so scared of you that they won't even set foot out on the street, much less commit a crime. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. He's pissed Chaka off so much, Chaka actually comes to the Nightwing Restoration Office, which is on the corner of Broadway and 72nd Street, and busts up the joint while they're chilling out. The whole door blows in with a huge explosion. Uh, Danny yells, Gods of Kudlong! Colleen screams, Misty. She's, and Misty's going, It must be a bomb. Everybody hit the floor and watch out for flying glass. See, unlike Don't. certain other comics I could mention, um, like you see that middle panel, right, where they're just sitting down and talking to each other. With chillaxing. They still make that panel visually interesting. Mm hmm. Like, there's oh, still effort. Flows. Yeah, it's not just talking heads. There is effort put into every single panel. Which In is detail. really nice. Yeah. It's never, it's never just like, it's never like Star Wars prequels where it's just two people sitting on a couch and the camera just going from one face to the other. There's always some sort of, um, nice looking visual going on here. And yeah, no, the wall blows up too. <laughs> Gods of Kumun. So, Chuck is standing there, swinging his triple iron. No bomb, Misty Knight, but something far more deadly. Chaka, because, you know, they don't know his name. <laughs> I mean, who even cares? Uh, uh, Misty's seen him. Wasn't Colleen there, too, or no? Oh. Oh, you were being sarcastic, no. Never mind then. <laughs> Repaying you in kind for Iron Fist's entrance at the Meacham Building. And now we have uh, Misty charging, Colleen going for her sword, which is hanging on the wall, which you actually see in that other panel you described where they were all relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And well, they start fighting, and Misty and Colleen are immediately taken out. Yes, uh, Chaka's triple iron pops Misty in the gut. Again, this thing is also charged with some type of power, which I don't think we're ever told what type of power that actually is or how it gets its power. Much like the triple iron the two women were using in those other issues. Yes. It could be the same one. We don't know. Now, while Chaka is a big wuss, he's still formidable as he takes out Colleen and Misty with one strike. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and the only reason he's coming after Iron Fist now is because Iron Fist is just trashes operations completely, and if he doesn't go after Iron Fist, his own men will turn on him. Right. Yeah. So now he has to literally save face, or his whole empire will crumble. Yeah. Now, he doesn't actually say that, but that's, if you have read any of crime stuff, and when you show up the big boss and make him look like a wuss... The big boss obviously needs to Well, it, it pretty much says that when Iron Fist is taking out his operations. Like, this is the reason he was doing it. It's so that he'd have no choice but to face him himself. Um, but yeah, no, Chuck and Evers has it. I think. Unless he goes into a huge monologue the next page. He does, but it's not about that. <laughs> no. He says he's improved his weapon is electrically charged triple iron, but again, we still don't know how he's done that, or how it does it. Is it that giant steel yeah, belt Yeah, people just somehow breaking into, it? like, the Tinkerer's basement or something. <laughs> like, where are you getting these things? Why was that guy made of metal? It still bugs me. Weird. <laughs> Good issue. So, now apparently it strikes with the force of a howitzer shell, which shouldn't be too good for Colleen because yeah she should she's be dead a, yeah she took it to the face <laughs> yeah they should both be dead really <laughs> yeah if it, it's if it's packing that much juice both those girls should no longer be breathing yeah uh, so Chuck is destroying furniture basically with his triple iron as Danny's jumping out of the way Danny does get in a nice right sidekick to the side of Chaka's head which only proceeds to open him wide up for Chaka to nail him directly in the midsection with his triple iron, uh, causing Iron Fist to scream, fall backwards through probably the window that was next to the front door, because I don't know what he's crashing through next. And Chaka's making a comment that, quit while you're ahead, at least in prison, you'll still be alive, which I don't know why he's saying that about Apparently, I'm here to kill you, but if you quit, you'll just be in prison. And then in the very next panel, he's yelling, die, hero. And that next panel is a full page. Yes, a very interesting action sequence where we have technically eight different silhouettes of Iron Fist, followed yeah. by nine different, actually, pardon me, I missed the bottom right hand one where they're going out the front door. Uh, about ten Iron Fists and ten Chakas as they wrestle and fight their way down two flights of stairs into a lobby, through a railing, and then finally through the front door of the building where Nightwing Restorations has their office, where we have bell hops and counter people all staring in awe of what is going on. Mm-hmm. And Iron Fist basically saying, I need to keep him off balance so he can't use his triple iron 
you strike me again, and that the Triple Irons took out Misty and Colleen with one blow apiece and and nearly blew them through a wall. So now we're on to the street where the fight continues. And of course, the typical, you merely delayed the inevitable <laughs> line comes out. Yet now Chaka, after stating that line, runs away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have cops stuck in traffic. Apparently the same two cops. Yeah. Saying now we have another chance to bust him. And Iron Fist is chasing after Chaka to come around the corner where apparently Chaka was waiting for him. Too late, you sanctimonious sot. This time I have you. And Chaka now wraps the charged triple iron around Iron Fist's throat. Yelling this time, there'll be no escape. Die, Iron Fist, die. And we have Danny yelling, or thinking anyways, pain. Chaka has me in his stranglehold. Weapon at full power, my mind white with pain. Can't think, concentrate, yet we do see that. See, I don't know if that's from the actual electrical charge, because he's kind of covered in a red aura. But, yes, he's definitely summoning the Iron Fist into his right hand. The, and he's yeah. like, I must focus, I must smash free. It's also very and, similar to the uh, fight with uh, Scythe. Is that yes. that Joker's name? That was like issue 16, right? It was the second the issue original. I covered. Yeah, and was Iron Fist punches himself in the throat <laughs> with his Iron Fist. No, I think what he does is he crushes smashing, it. Smashing the bar that's across his chest. And he hits himself whole, so hard, he knocks the black off of the dragon and around the eyes of his mask. I don't think he's punching. I, thought, I guess, actually, yeah, he might be punching. I, I assumed it was him just crushing it. But... No, I'm going to say that's a punch to the bar yeah, it's, across the... it's definitely a punch. I think crushing it would have been more sensible, but who am I to question, Danny? And now Connor's favorite, Danny's angry face. <laughs> I mean, it would it looks a bit odd though, but I do like it. And he's like, that, "We're gonna fight man to man," but without Rob Liefeld's art and Cable standing there. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a panel where Cable just has like. It's one of the worst panels. He just has these huge, giant shoulder pads, and obviously he just has so many muscles that just make no sense. He's like, now we fight face-to-face and man-to-man. Well, no, he says literally face-to-face and literally man-to-man. Um, it's classic Rob Field artwork. Not all of his art's bad. I just don't really like Well, now that Chaka's weapon has been destroyed... And Iron Fist is pissed, as you can see by the lower right-hand panel on that page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Fist just basically beats the crap out of Chaka with his bare hands. Not using his Iron Fist, just using his fighting skills. Pounds the living crap out of Chaka. Well, of course, venting, because that's what you know you do when you pound the crap out of somebody. The lives you've corrupted and destroyed. The brother you sent to his death. 
He's going to make have, him pay. Then we have our favorite detective finally show up. Uh, Lieutenant Iron Fist is killing him. After all he's been through and what Chaka did to Nightwing Restorations, I'm not surprised. Cordon off the block, Reese. I'll try to handle Iron Fist. And we'll Good luck, see Lieutenant Scarf. And after that panel, we will see Lieutenant Scarf do nothing. <laughs> I'll try to handle him, but he just doesn't show up. <laughs> and in this fifth panel on this page, I believe Chaka is wearing uh, lugs, boots for women. <laughs> I mean, he's, he is a bit odd. Like, look at those <coughs> dresses. And, uh, he's putting blows to Chaka's head. And this last one is for Colleen Wing and Misty Knight. So, friend, you better pray or only stun. The police are here, Chaka. It's all over for you. So tell them the truth. Tell them what really happened on that rooftop. Tell them who killed Bill Howe. Why, you did Iron Fist. And I'll swear to that with my dying breath. But, oh, wait, here's the twist ending. <laughs> yeah. Then you would be lying. You would be swearing to a lie, brother. But I forgot you are very good at that. William, you're alive, but how? I don't understand. The newspapers printed the truth as they were told by Lieutenant Scarf, a truth that kept me safe while I told the police everything I knew about the Golden Tigers. Your hypnosis backfired, Chaka. It not only restored all my martial arts training and skill, but my instincts as well. I heard the whirling triple iron the instant before they hit and managed to twist my head just enough so that the killing blow only stunned me. By the time me talks a lot, by the time I regained consciousness, Iron Fist was already hard at work trying to draw you into the open. Lieutenant Scarf decided to use Iron Fist as bait. Nice guy. Without his knowledge, figuring it'd be better to risk a superhero's life than a policeman's. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but at least we won. The battle, yes, was we've broken Chaka and his golden tigers, but tomorrow there will be another gang and another Chaka to lead them, and the whole rotten cycle will have begun again, with nothing changed except the names. Oh, sure, we may have won this battle, Iron Fist, but the war goes on forever. Such is comic books. As the police paddy wagon pulls away with Chaka in chains. Next issue, the return of the Wrecking Crew, plus the most unexpected guest stars of all. Be here. Like how it says return of the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, I was just about to say, he hasn't faced the Wrecking Crew. I guess crew yet. maybe their last appearance, they met some unfortunate fate, but then they didn't die, because that always happened. Okay. I've always enjoyed Iron Fist's run-ins with the Wrecking Crew, because it, it always is usually a good time. Has it even happened more than once? Oh, several times. Oh, cool. Yeah, these are the guys, they, they got, like, what, uh, like, Norse God's power from, like, in the... Some... Somehow, the power of Thor's hammer wound up Gracing the crowbar that the leader of the wrecking crew has, who I believe goes by the name the Wrecker, and he was super powered, as strong as Thor. Um, didn't I believe have the whole lightning storm aspect, but had all the strength and whatnot, near vulnerability. He was taken down. He was then separated from the crowbar, put in jail. 
just the powers without him having the crowbar. It was just like Thor's hammer, or should I say the stick that, you know, he pounded on the ground to then become Thor. It was kind of yeah. like that. Uh, so when he didn't have it, the powers left him. Um, he broke out of prison with his buddies, and when they went and retrieved the crowbar from where, whenever it was held, being held, I believe they all touched it at the same time. And then the powers got split in between all of them, and they each got like a different ability from it. I mean, they all all are super strong, all are super invulnerable, blah blah blah. It's definitely one of the simpler and less convoluted origins of supervillains. Yes, but uh, it's good fun, and for a short period of time, uh, Luke Cage actually was in possession of the crowbar. Uh, in one of your favorite comic book series ever. And I can't remember, was it Venom or Carnage? I want to say it was Venom, but not the Brock Venom. He lost me a while ago, so I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, Luke Cage charges into Norman Osborn's office because I believe Norman actually threatened Luke's kid. Stallman Norman. So he, th- he goes charging into the office with the crowbar in hand. And I technically think you don't actually know he's holding it just yet. And Venom leaps for him to tear him from limb to limb. It's either Venom or Carnage. I'm drawing a blank at this. Probably Carnage. And Luke swats him with the crowbar that basically sends him flying across the room. And he just literally splats like somebody threw jello against the <laughs> wall. I mean, he's just gone. He's just a, he's a, an ink blot on the wall. Just <laughs> because he got smacked by this freaking crowbar and everybody in the room is kind of just like, Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> he just did that. But he apparently got. Because he's back running around again, so somehow Luke gave up the crowbar, and the Wrecker, of course, got a hold of it once again. Oh, who knows? <laughs> I mean, but I was, I was technically hoping that Luke was going to keep the crowbar, but they pretty much amped Luke Cage's strength up to the point where he doesn't, he doesn't need, it. need it anymore. Yeah, because originally, like back in the old school days of when these comics were out, I mean, Spider-Man could only lift one ton. Now I believe he can lift over 10 tons. And Luke Cage was, I think, at the 10-ton range. I think now they have him at, like, the 50-ton range. I mean, how much, like, is a, how much does a truck weigh? Because I remember uh, a truck swerved off the road and hit him in Gwen, and he could, like, barely keep keep the truck held up. And he only put it on the assistance of, like, a broken parking meter, which is how he saved him and Gwen. Like... Mm-hmm. It seems like you just chuck one around these days, really. Truck, 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 like, like pickup truck or 18 Big wheel? truck. Box truck, three and a half ton. Okay, yeah. Anyway, um, so what did <laughs> you think of that issue? That was... I, I liked it. It had some great fight scenes. had some fantastic splash pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, artwork was top-notch. Um, good story. Um tied everything together that was going on other than our stupid little, like, well, my stupid little questions on how is this thing being powered? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
which is minor, but I'm a stickler for details and stuff like that. Uh, but great wrap up, uh, kept everyone involved. Uh, your favorite redhead was not in the issue, <laughs> which I'm sure is a plus for you. Yeah. But don't I'll worry, he'll be back. He'll be back. I remind him, he just keeps stating the obvious and it's really annoying. <coughs> I'm Danny's best friend. Yes, you are. Um, you know, I, I pretty much had the same opinion. Um, the, the charging thing didn't bug me that much. Like, uh, yeah. I guess it is a bit odd that they didn't explain it, because they usually go to huge detail to explain that sort of thing. Like with Nuclear Man, or Radeon, whatever his name is. Um, you know, the original Triple Iron, uh, the, the Death Cult people. I mean, obviously you just assume that that's magic, so. But no, I liked it. For me, the first half was stronger, because I love the whole getting chased by cops at night in the rain. So in the rain. I thought, yeah. Oh, that was really good. Like, the artwork was really good there, but the rest of the issue was still good, so... Yeah, and it was a decent finish to a decent arc. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's some... Some pretty crazy stuff coming up in this run as we're reaching the end. Um, and, by, and by that, you're referring to the orange afro... Uh, I was more referring to exciting things like Sabretooth and stuff, but I guess the orange afro too. Um, it's, in the next issue, it's practically a hair helmet. <laughs> uh, I'll be posting pictures of that sucker because it's outrageous. Alright, so you can pick this issue up, obviously as the issue itself, like off eBay, or if you just go through like your local comic book store's uh, back issues. Varying prices, depending on quality, etc. Um, it's also in the Marvel Masterwork, Iron Fist Marvel Masterworks 2, um, which is like, I don't know, in terms of like Australian dollars, 50 to 60. Um, it, but the best place to pick it up would be the Epic Collection, The Fury of Iron Fist, which pretty much has everything we're covering, except for like a couple of issues. And, oh yeah, and the Iron Fist Essentials. But that's pretty expensive these days. And it's all in black and white. Which is good. I love love how black and white freaking reprints are are shooting up in price. Makes no effing sense. They were made to be cheap options. Right, and they're printed on toilet paper. That's that's, that's the part that kills me. It's because they stopped printing quality paper. They stopped printing now, so... Which is a real shame. I'm trying to pick up some of the DC ones... Showcase, yeah. The showcases, uh, some of the early Neil Adam Batmans, uh, I always drag my feet on them because I'm just like, oh, they're everywhere, they're no big deal, and like even, uh, some of the websites have them for almost half off. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, the ones, the first two showcases of the Batman book, which originally I was holding off because I was a, always a bigger fan of Detective, and someone informed me that like, no ding dong, read what's in the, what, what, Read the description. They're both. And in the description, it was, uh, yes, it says Batman, but it's actually half of the issues in those showcases were detectives. And I'm like, oh, crap, I need to start buying these. So yeah. then I found out what ones I needed. And then, of course, I found out that, oh, wait, they're no longer in print. And because they're the Neil Adam ones now, a $19 black and white reprint, people are trying to get $65 for. Yeah. 
Oh well. Yeah, that that that's it, guys. If you see something that's cheap now, get it now because yeah, are, risk. if it's a collection or something, it might go out of print at some point. It ends up being really expensive. Yeah. Like I've been collecting a series of books lately, and they're all like you know the the books that are worth like you know ten twenty Australian bucks, like five American bucks, and but now that now they're out of print, right? And some of them are going for like eighty American dollars on Amazon. Like second hand, which is just absolute insanity. So definitely get this stuff when you can, because it might bite you later on. Um, especially because of what's what's been happening now in the world we live in, where comic books are becoming everything now. Yeah. Hollywood, television are, are grabbing at everything. So all of that stuff, if it's a good book, it's going to get picked up as a movie or a television series. And when that happens, those back issue reprints and the original issues, obviously, are going to shoot through the freaking roof. Yeah, as we've said many times before, since like the start of this podcast, definitely get your hands on Iron Fist stuff now while you can. Like it's already more expensive. Yeah, when the Netflix series hits, God help us all; those prices are going to skyrocket. It's going to be bad if the Netflix series hits and it sucks, and then all the comics take after the show. That's like the worst case scenario though, so. And Jessica Jones season 200. <laughs> and Lion Fist only gets one season. Anyway, um, yeah, next time we will probably be covering the next issue, Iron Fist 11. So, until then, may your, um. Fists be of jello. Triple Iron become onto jello of fists. Peace. See ya. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney, and any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want really, even if it's not about Iron Fist, um, and if you don't want it read it on the air, just mention that. Um, you can also reach us at Facebook. The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon with hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast on YouTube and you'll find us real quick. And then there's our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. We are also on iTunes. Feel free to rate us there if you rate us less than five stars. Well, just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that. And last but not least, we are on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks. <laughs>